0: What's up,
1: bros? What's up, bros? Welcome up, bros? to Brum Meets World. When it's Brum Meets World. Your Brum Meets World fancast. I'm Siege. And I am Tony Curtis. And, uh, yeah. Are you ready for another episode? You know what? I was ready for another episode, but I don't know how I feel about this episode. Just you and I
0: honest. disagree on this episode. I like
1: this episode. I am. I don't know. I, You know what? It's not that it's a bad episode. It's just, again, you have to compare it to the rest of the Boy Meets World episodes, not the rest of television.
0: You have to compare it to it. I (laughs) am comparing it right now to the past six episodes that we've seen so far. Yeah. That's what I'm
1: doing. And
0: (sighs) I like this episode. But, I mean, we can get into it.
1: Yeah, we'll get into it. Because there there are things I like about the episode, but I just think it's kind of sloppy, but you know, we'll get it. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. So for those who don't know, this is episode seven in season one called grandma was a rolling stone. And uh, yeah, the let's get into our segment. Tell me about it. And the, tell me about it for this is Corey learns a lesson in grandmotherly
1: love. I don't think that's a hundred percent accurate.
0: I agree. I, you know what? The one thing that I will give this, and it's like one of my biggest notes in this episode. They're not wrong when they're like, Corey learns a lesson. Like the this is a family centered episode, and everyone gets something, but Corey. Like, and it's like, what was the purpose yeah. of that? Why did they leave just Corey out? Like, if you're gonna make the grandmother unreliable, make her an unreliable character. But, like, to single Corey out feels
1: Maybe it's weird. just because it's that – and I'm sorry. Maybe it's that idea that the middle child always feels forgotten about. Yeah. But because the show is about Corey as a middle child, that's the reason why he's kind of excluded in this episode. I figured that
0: that would be your response. I honestly did. <laughs> no, I just – it's, like, it's a very easy and obvious choice, but I'm, like – that's where it doesn't work for me. It's just like...
1: Oh, no, I do agree. As a viewer, I'm watching it, and I was just like, Morgan got what she wanted, Eric got what he wanted. What's good, Grandma?
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, they don't even specifically call out that it's a middle child thing. If they had done that, then maybe I would have liked it a little bit more.
1: My, My central beef with this Hulu description, Corey learns a lesson in grandmotherly love, but it doesn't seem like the grandmother really loves cory that much so like <laughs> Steve, you learned that his grandma's kind of shitty at being a grandma
0: well i'm not going to disagree with that she's definitely not the best grandmother but um we're getting a little ahead of ourselves so before we do that let's get into the episode Mm-mm-mm. okay so our opening scene um boys Corey and sean um are working in feeney's yard picking up snails for their fishing trip on
1: Sunday with Alan. Um, and then you pointed out that, yeah, there's no third seat kid. There's no third seat kid, which I love. It's just Cory and Sean being Corey and Sean. We just, we're just just having the meat, none of the fat. Love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like it. And then, uh, so they're picking up s- snails for uh, the fishing trip, but Alan points out that fish don't eat snails. And uh, it's kind of like a little fun. We get to see Feeny manipulating the kids a little bit.
1: Yeah, which, which I really loved because the kids are always trying to pull things on Feeney. So it was really nice to see that role reversal and see him try to pull one on them for once.
0: Yeah, and then I also noticed that in this opening scene, um, immediately our chemistry is back.
1: Like, the whole cast works and... Yes! You know why? It's because there's no just, like, Lenny's or, like, fourth-seat kids or anyone else who, like, just kind of takes up space. It was just the core cast being great at what they do
0: we are really getting to the area now where everyone
1: has a role to play everyone has
0: uh someone to play off of and i'm really really enjoying it
1: you know what the only thing main takeaway from this episode i feel and we'll obviously get into it a little bit more um, is Eric because I felt that everyone else kind of felt a little flat, but Eric really shined in this.
0: Yeah. You know, we're going to get, we're going to get there, but uh, yeah, Alan is uh, trying to show the boys how to fish. He's a little bit
1: rusty and uh, and of course you have a a note here. Well, I, he does like the, a one o'clock, four o'clock. And it just kind of reminds me of the perfect cast from a movie. Like I couldn't take it really that seriously, yeah, no, I like it. Um, and the Goofy movie is a really good uh, pinpoint. to. I, was, I don't fish. So I don't know of any other way to teach someone how to do a, a, a cast. So I'm glad that's you, all I think of.
0: I'm glad you said that because I was going to be like, have you fished? Fishing was such a – like I we fished um, in Boy Scouts when I was like a Boy Scout. Um, and that was like the only time I did it. This way, um, I went like deep sea fishing when I got older. But like, yeah, this classic fishing—it's so I don't know—it's very um, Andy Griffith. It's very like a TV father-son.
1: It, yeah, it's it's a trope.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, trope. it is. Yeah, <laughs> the fishing trip. Um, so uh, I, you know, I like it. But uh, anyway, um, Feeny is like Feeny has to give it a try, and he's a natural. He, of course, is better at it than Alan is, apparently. And we go into um, this, like, Feeney being, like, his old little old man fishing story. And Corey and Alan are humoring him. So Eric is coming because he's into girls. And then uh, Alan says that one day Corey will discover girls. And then he'll take Morgan. And then after Morgan, he's just going to be an old guy telling fishing stories, kind of like Feeney. <laughs>
1: And then they both roll their eyes like like it's the most like it's the worst case scenario to become like Feeny. And then just I don't know like between this episode and the few other interactions I've seen between Feeny and Alan up until this point, it seems like they do respect each other, but Alan doesn't really like Feeny.
0: And you know, I'm honestly I don't think that he would have to. You know what I mean? What does Alan yeah. do? Where Feeney would have to be a consistent in his life. Alan's always at work, if anything. Alan's always yeah, at work. Yeah, I guess work. that's true. There's no real need for him to interact with Mr. Feeney. I think as you said, the respect is there, but Feeney and Alan don't like go out for beers after like the a uh, weekend or anything like that. They're not in the same age group. I don't really see them having a lot in common. Sure. Yeah. But I do like that you pointed that out because you're right. Up until right now, Alan and Feeney don't really have a a connection.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't even seem like they've had like a a little joke exchange or or anything. It just seems like it's always about Corey that they're talking to each other.
0: But again, with the exception of Property Line, that's all they share. That's like their only
1: connection. Yeah, that's true.
0: That's true. You're right. (laughs) <laughs> so uh morgan and eric are on the couch and uh sorry this is just, after the theme song yes, we did the our way, theme song and... stupid theme song <laughs> <laughs> you will be fine with this theme song i promise you
1: oh man i can't wait all right
0: um morgan and eric are on the couch and we have eric training morgan in a way to uh Kind of like a parrot. It's very much like a. She says this line: "Hi, this is my brother Eric. He's very shy. Um, kind of like a cute, a little adorable thing. And then he feeds her a treat. Um, it, is
1: this problematic? I can't tell. <laughs> well, what I thought when watching this was one: I really liked that Morgan and Eric were together because I thought they had really great chemistry in the parts uh, from the last episode uh, that that they had t- together. What, what was that? Was that the last one that they got the Halloween costume? Yeah. Yeah. It
0: was. And I agree with you. I kind of made note in, they do it in the couple of episodes coming up where that is Morgan's, um, place. Morgan is currently Eric's antagonist. As we put that, um, yeah.
1: Okay. Minkus yeah.
0: is to Corey. Morgan is to Eric. And it's very, very much, she's always kind of like the foil to his plan.
1: I Yeah, that is true. Like, there's times where he wants to, like, go on a date and is like, no, you have to babysit your sister, things like that. So, sure. Yeah, I get yeah,
0: that. Very much like Morgan just becomes like this person who's constantly interfering with Eric wanting to be the cool older kid. Um, yeah, totally, and, and that's what I, I, I've seen. Um, but that's really good because that again we get this balance of characters where it's like a this is your foil, this is your foil, um, you know, alliances and all those things are, are well
1: coming. and. As we as as the show grows, we learn that Feeney is a far better foil for Eric, which means that Morgan just needs to disappear, which is exactly what. Happened. You know
0: what? Again, I will. I, again, we are putting it in the jar. That is one point for the jar. Ah, <laughs> the spoiler I can't jar. help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, um, while they're doing this, we um sorry. Amy comes in and the the Amy says that she thinks it's a great way for them to spend time together. Um, and I pointed out that, like, Eric didn't have a lot to do last episode, so I'm really glad that he gets a storyline in this episode.
1: I was a little hesitant on Eric's storyline, but it wasn't until he had an interaction with Feeny that I thought, oh, okay, no, he's going to be great in this episode.
0: And you know, as much as I gave you a point for the spoiler, I'm not going to lie, you're right. When when eric is put up against feeny is when he shines but we're not and i'm not saying yet.
1: that to to jump ahead i'm just simply saying that in at, at this point in the episode i didn't feel that eric's storyline was going to be anything exciting it just didn't happen for me yet it just yeah. took a little, a little yeah. while
0: it, because it's very older brother sitcom storyline um and sure. we kind of see where it's going to play out but then we hear a horn that's playing la cucaracha
1: and, and yeah. This this I feel like I've only seen this on TV. Yes. Has anyone ever heard a horn play La Cucaracha?
0: I haven't. And it's like, where is this from? Where does everyone... Was this like a big thing in the 90s? Did
1: everyone have a horn? What does it mean? I know it's supposed to like symbolize like a tacky person. Is that what it is? Because I feel like, like I've only seen tacky people have it on television.
0: Tacky or eccentric or like someone who... Yeah, but I think that's like, that's the TV trope that this person is out there. Like like Uncle
1: Joey would have La Cucaracha on his car.
0: Exactly. These are unconventional people. That's what what we know but that's a good thank you for pointing that out it's a very big trope and i, wonder, I wanna i want to know if there's like a word for that yeah trip.
1: i don't know where the origin of it comes from because again i i feel like i've never heard this in real life so for <laughs> it to have developed a stereotype is fascinating
0: <laughs> yeah very very much so um we hear that horn playing and eric screams and runs towards the door morgan is excited and Amy seems nervous, and Alan doesn't seem pleased, which these are all very, like, small reactions, but you can kind of – this kind of sets up what what's coming next. Sure, um, sure. And enter Grandma, played by Rue McClanahan. McClanahan, sorry.
1: Um, who – uh, of course, played Blanche on the Golden Girls.
0: Exactly, like I literally—you may not love this episode, but I had just watched Girl- Golden Girls the night before, and
1: I literally screamed. I was so excited. <laughs> I was so no, happy. No, don't. She is. She is great. Like in everything she does, she um,
0: is. And this is actually—it's a different character from Blanche, which you know. I think like the show had just ended around this time. It so did.
1: A- the Golden Girls ended in 92, two and then there was like a one year spinoff that they had in like, the Golden three. Palace yeah and then uh, this was that fall so she really just had never left television yeah
0: and she, she does so great in this role I love her Um, and the show itself was ahead of its time so I'm just like a huge fan
1: <laughs> sure sure
0: Um, so yeah anyway
1: this is Alan's mom who <laughs> you point out this before? is my note this is Alan's mom Yeah, We never see her again after Uh this episode. Never even spoken of. Uh She's dead? Question mark? I don't know if... Here's the thing. Based on the ending of
0: this episode, that could go either way. Because the whole point of this character is that she's free-spirited. Yeah, she's flaky. So the fact that we never see her again kind of just fits with her character it's just like a this isn't someone you expect to be around she's not going to be there for the large moments because she uh, she can't be
1: i i don't know i feel like when gr uh, when a grandma disappears, it's it's usually <laughs> six feet under. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's do that's the not, first place my mind went. Do, do, have you not heard of like distant relatives, dude? <laughs> no, but again, like we're meeting a family member who's like grandma. Everyone knows grandma. She's always around, bringing gifts, and then she's just not around again for like seven years. But
0: my whole thing is she's not always around. The whole pur- purpose of this, um. Th- this entry even is that she she has a we learned that she has a Winnebago and she just came from Tijuana. She and does so, a lot of
1: traveling, yeah. yeah but just—they make it seem as if she's constantly just popping by with gifts for people.
0: Yeah, but they also make it. They make a note to say that she dropped by unannounced. She, which means me didn't like. Yeah, and she's just not someone who. Oh, you're gonna see her for Christmas every year. She's the type of person where it's just like a, I think Alan gets a call every three months to let him know that she's still alive.
1: <laughs> well, I can give you an accurate answer. It seems as if she never talks to the family again. <laughs> Based on just what we see of the family for the next seven years, there's no other interaction. So okay, I'm assuming there was fair. some disconnect.
0: There's fair. All right. So um, she starts handing out gifts, which you pointed out. And she gave Morgan a shrunken head
1: cool grandma cool and grandma. She,
0: she gave eric a bullwhip and i love this line because she goes i had the bull master to go with it but he slipped out of the handcuffs in juarez i was like yo this is like Nana. No, grandma get it this is this a little blanchy that was a little blanch that was yeah
1: yeah
0: it was. <laughs> all right but then enter Corey, and we learned that he heard la cucaracha from down the street and that's kind of like a running gag is that that sure, horn is so loud with a bago
1: horn yeah yeah
0: exactly um but he asked her how long are you staying this time which again kind of shows that she's not a consistent uh presence in his life and she says just the weekend but even the way she says that is kind yeah, of hesitant.
1: yeah she 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 seems like she doesn't want to make any firm promises but she then goes on to make promises to all of the kids <laughs> yeah exactly immediately, immediately after that
0: she's <laughs> like uh just the weekend she kind of says so hesitantly but then she's like cancel all your plans um, she's going to take Morgan shopping and Eric to her car show. And this is when we get Corey's gift, which is his new baseball card signed by Cal Ripken.
1: Um, I'm not a baseball person. So, it, CJ, explain to me who Cal Ripken is. All right. So,
0: yeah, for context, Cal Rip, Ripken was a huge baseball star at the time. Uh, he had played for the Orioles. In 91, he had uh, a career year. Um, he was the All-Star Player of the Year and MVP. In 92, he signed a five-year contract for $30.5 30, $30. million, which at the time—
1: at $30 million to
0: throw a ball around? $30.5 to be released over the next five years. And that was the largest contract at the time he signed it.
1: All right, so, okay. So this is like the 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 MJ of baseball. Yeah, not- yeah. Like that's
0: what I was going to say. Like the MJ of baseball. Or uh, for people who are listening now, the LeBron of
1: baseball. Please don't don't compare the two. Let's not be those. Oh, no, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. We we are not going to get into this. But you cannot say that LeBron is not currently the most famous baseball basketball star. I, I,
1: I ha- he's famous he's famous you know what he's famous
0: i'll say that we 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 do not have time to go into that but that's funny i like i didn't i never knew you felt that way interesting
1: it's 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 not that i'm not a fan i just the comparison bothers me that's all
0: this is so hard because i have things to say but instead
1: i'm gonna move forward (laughs) um and then all right so she has this little line
0: about how'd you get it and she goes i shot a man in reno or I bought it at a swap meet for seven dollars. You decide. Um, and she she kind of says that she's going to take him to go get it signed. And the it.
1: moment she said that, I was like, mm, she's not gonna do that. <laughs> like it just seemed obvious that this was just a promise that just had no way of just, no, that's not gonna happen. So
0: I'm with you where it's like a you're like, a, oh, this is a pretty big promise. But at the exact same time, I'm naive because even though it's television and I know she's not going to follow through on this, I believe that she wants to. I believe that she intends to. You know what I mean?
1: For for Corey, we know this. Baseball is his first love. Yes. we've It's been established in every single episode that we've seen. There's we no are seven episodes
0: ever. in deep. Yep.
1: They brought in their a baseball card from the most famous baseball player of that time, or one of them, one of the biggest baseball players of the time. Um, And she's like, hey, let's go meet him. No. (laughs) What? Like, honestly, think about that. Like, hey, we're going to drive and we're just going to go say hi to this dude and have him sign some stuff. Like, i i, uh, I don't well know.
0: yeah no you're way i'm way more gullible is what i'm we're learning <laughs>
1: i'm a trusting person but,
0: but anyway if i was like
1: hey cj lebron's at the mall do you want to go like see say what's up with him and take a picture I'd be like what well, how long do we need to be there ahead of time like there's things we need to figure out like it's not just like a, hey let's go stop by
0: but yeah they talk about the fact that they were gonna drive there there's like some long
1: drive that they have to do um it's the drive from philadelphia the baltimore it's not super long but it's it's a drive
0: yeah but see that that in my mind means that she did look up she knew there was a a scheduled game and that they were gonna go i don't know like i'm i don't think that you're wrong i'm just saying that i originally gave her way more credit um because the next scene that we have is eric and grandma coming back from the car show um eric has his arm signed by a Lamborghini girl and he's all excited and we assume that she's already done everything that she was supposed to do with with Morgan.
1: And, and right off the bat, I'm like immediately like, oh man, Corey's not going to get this. And it just made <laughs> me feel, it made me feel really salty towards the grandma. Cause I was like, you just gave the other two exactly what they wished for. Like, like she's basically a genie that was like, okay, here's your wish, here's your wish, and hey, I'll get back to you. By the way, peace out.
0: <laughs> you just, I like that you put that up, but that's really funny because she does immediately. She's like grandma. She's like, I'm beat, and Corey's like. Uh, you know, this is like, she's like, yeah, but I
1: still have energy for tomorrow. Well, Corey, no, Corey asked her, and that's when I knew that it wasn't gonna happen because Corey's like, you're not gonna be too tired for tomorrow, are you? And she's like, oh, no, no. Exactly. And 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 honestly,
0: like classic television fashion, she could have died, and like, like like that's like the way that setup goes is like she could have died in the night, and it's just would have it would have worked. Honestly, well.
1: that would have worked out better for the show because then they would have had to pay her to come back. I mean, that seems to be what happened anyway. <laughs> in a way, you're right. Honestly, you know what? Again, we're, we're there's back. an alternative ending to this episode that's much darker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but like one of the really big things about Corey, i uh, sorry, Eric having his arm signed is he got it signed by? I want to say this. Grizella grazella terziana can't say it yeah i can't add a graziella 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 that's, graziella, that's was, graziella. Uh, which by the way i don't know why i spent all that time but she's just not a real person i looked oh it. you searched her you looked i her wanted to see I, well i actually have a friend who um he used to work with lamborghini and lamborghini girls are a thing and it is a lifestyle you could get... Oh, I a mean, lifestyle. Like, no, no. Look, seriously, <laughs> being a Lamborghini girl, it's like it's like being an Instagram model,
1: only better. <laughs> this is a world I'm completely unfamiliar with. Yeah, I'm... HBO, please make a, a, a miniseries based <laughs> on the life of a Lamborghini girl so I can understand the ins and outs of it. It's actually, oh, it's gosh. like... It's,
0: I wouldn't say it's really fascinating. It's almost everything you expect it to be. But uh, let's just say if you are a Lamborghini girl, you could be living
1: a really good life. Uh, gun to, gun to my head right now, if you ask me the name uh, Lamborghini girl, I would say Graziella Terzina.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think they have names, but that's kind of like the point of them. Like.
1: But, oh okay i didn't know if it was like a playboy thing where like oh you know you have to poster on the wall and like you know, no, their names no no no
0: like they're not it's not like a victoria's secret model uh where like you would know some of their names it's more of like a i mean it's car show girls
1: you know what i mean that's what i thought because and the fact that they kept calling her by her name seemed weird to me because i just thought that car show girls and no offense to anyone who is a sh- car show girl i just thought it was just like they did like a a casting call for local thoughts to just come out and just, like, pose with cars. (laughs) That's what I thought it was. I didn't know there was anything more than that.
0: But also, let's just be fair. This is a world pre-internet porn. So, in my mind, girl cars show girls and stuff like this, I feel like they they probably did have a following way more than...
1: This is the closest Eric has gotten to... Uh, naked woman essentially. yes
0: and again i would say they were the especially in the 90s they were probably the instagram models of their time and that's
1: the saddest sentence i've ever heard
0: <laughs> well i'm not like i just know for a fact that there are a few people who are instagram famous and they have a following
1: no for sure no disrespect no i no disrespect yeah yeah, it was just a funny sentence i'm sorry (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) eric is in the kitchen and feeney knocks on the door and um eric he kind of asks eric how eric would entertain a teenage girl and then we get into this little thing where you're right so this is where we get the setup of eric and feeney and feeney um sorry eric does this little thing where he's like, hey Feeney, you dating a teenage girl? And like the, the whole crowd laughs. And I was the like the crowd laughs. Well, because what? again, wait, wait, wait. It's supposed to be a point that's so ludicrous and Eric clearly knows that he's not. But But they
1: set up the joke. They yes. set it up specifically. Feeney says, Do you know how to entertain a teenage girl? He doesn't say like hey, I have a daughter, my, my niece is in. How would I entertain her? He, he he phrases it for the joke.
0: Yeah, and then that's when Aeris is like, oh, are you dating a teenage girl? And Feeney's like, not since the Eisenhower administration. Which again, all of this is really fun. But with all the accusations of these old dudes
1: and... Yeah, maybe it, maybe it's ruined that joke for me. <laughs> yeah, that, that's I heard that and I was just like, oh, why are you even like trying to make that a funny thing? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like now,
0: and here's the thing. I think even last month, if I would have watched it, it would have been funny. But with oh yeah, all it's of
1: November 2017. <laughs> just to throw that out there, yeah. For future
0: people. In November 2017, with all the accusations of. Everyone, Everyone apparently did. has
1: been feeling up girls and, like, <laughs> whipping their stuff out, and yeah, who knew?
0: Yeah, so with that in this environment, I was like, oh, that joke just does not hold up right now. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a really inappropriate joke, but I did point out, Yeesh. if anything were to ever come out about Feeney,
1: I would literally Gosh, give Don't up. even say it out loud, man. Don't even put that into the universe. Like There are, like, very few people. Break my damn heart, why don't
0: you? Mr. Feeney, Mr. Rogers, um... You
1: know what? I would actually... Be better, feel better about it if it wasn't William Daniels who had the accusation. It was Mr. Feeney who had the accusation. That I feel I could live with a little bit more than actor William Daniels.
0: You're not wrong. You know, honestly, because oh I just God. need, there are certain things where it's like, I need this innocence in my life. And if anyone were to tell me that those people were not good men yeah i would just i would literally give up one life
1: i just wouldn't i wouldn't believe anymore can no white shirt stay clean you
0: know <laughs> oh that's a that's a very good way all right so anyway we find out that feeney's niece is visiting for a few days and when he says that it's his niece um
1: what'd you point out pointing out that we're talking about feeney's niece and i'm assuming that this is the daughter of his sister from the pilot episode Correct. The one that's
0: at least, uh, I, this is what yeah. I'm assuming, because we've constantly heard about his sister. His sister has been mentioned at least two to three times by now. So yeah, she was that.
1: also mentioned, she's the one who uh, bought him the the alcohol. Uh, correct. Case stand that he doesn't drink from, so. Also, she's um, the
0: one who doesn't show up for dinner in the very first episode.
1: I believe he, that's his only family. It, it, but now we're introduced to a niece. So Yeah, correct. Knows.
0: And... um. Eric says he can't go because I think at this point in time, it's that classic thing where Eric assumes any niece of Feeney is going to be a reflection of Feeney or like a doppelganger of Feeney of some sort.
1: Yeah. Kind of like that thing where like Martin would just put on a wig and be someone else. Like, exactly. That's, that's what you're assuming is. How you you to happen. thought I, and, like, Martin... if William Daniels put on the Carrie Russell wig <laughs> and was like, hello, I am the niece. Like I, I would have bought it. I'd have been like, yeah, sure. Television, TGIF. You
0: course. thought that I thought of Steve Urkel's cousin. Uh, oh,
1: was it Myrtle?
0: Yeah, Myrtle. I thought Myrtle. So, yes, I, we're, we're, there. Yeah, we're, we're there. Yeah, we're right same there. Same thing. Same thing. Um, but yeah, I, uh, the, another one of the things I just want to point out is that. I'm
1: sorry, Myrtle Urkel. I can't believe you <laughs> just popped that up to me. <laughs> p
0: is, like, pointing out that he just wants to know how to entertain her. Um, And Eric's like, yo, like, from my experience, if they can't find a senior with a car, they'll settle for a sophomore who's willing to empty his pockets on dinner, on a dinner he can't afford, a movie he doesn't want to see, and a door slammed in his face. So, yeah. Well, I do
1: like how he says that, like, oh, you know, the cornerstone of the dating is just movie, dinner, dinner, movie, movie, dinner, because (laughs) accurate.
0: Yeah, yep. that's pretty much, I mean, like, even as, like, an adult,
1: I don't know, you, you're Millennials married. just call it Netflix and chill, but it's the same thing Oh, yeah, that's pretty much, this Netflix and chill Get some Chinese food Yeah, that's it Exactly, <laughs> anyway, um, we get a new scene and Oh, it, I, I just wanted to say, before we move on, um, uh, that that scene was the first scene, I think, that we've had an interaction between Feeney and Eric um, together yeah. for the first time I and immediately they have amazing chemistry. It just seems like um Eric's humor really shines so much in this in this moment. His silliness com- combined with uh, Feeny's seriousness is such a perfect marriage of humor of the straight man and the silly man. Um, I don't yeah. know. I think they work so well together. And right now, you're even at this moment where Eric's just been so vanilla in every single episode. Like the first interaction he has with Feeny, you're like, oh, I want to see more of this guy. And so we, they just, he just—he really brings something out in him. That's that's great. I agree with you that Eric is very
0: great. Um against Feeney because we've always seen Feeney go against Corey and his little smart aleck smart whips, but Eric's an even older
1: version and just Well I what I like about this is that because Eric is not really Feeney's uh student, he doesn't have to act so intimidated by Feeney the way that Corey does. Corey's always feeling like Feeney's plotting against him. But yeah. Eric's just like, hey, Mr. Feeney, what's up? You, you know, I, I'm, I'm silly. I'm a teenager. You know, whatever.
0: He's he, just he's a neighbor just, to yeah, Eric. Yeah, he's
1: just a neighbor. And it, that's a better relationship, I think.
0: Yeah, exactly. That And that's one that works. All right, anyway. so our next scene, Corey comes downstairs and he asks where grandma is. She's late. Um,
1: and- Yeah, and Amy is like, hey, do you want to bake like, a million cupcakes and muffins today. Yeah, exactly. Just just kind of waste time. Like just, I have like a thousand boxes of muffin mix. So like, let's just (laughs) do what we can until grandma shows up. Let's just keep, literally keep baking until the next time we see your grandma.
0: Exactly. Um, And then with that, Eric comes downstairs and he's like, just kind of trying to ask how long he can go without washing his arm, who still has his signature. And this is when cory asks, is this going to happen to me and i like there's a lot of like foreshadowing of cory being aware that his brother changed personalities as he got older and a lot of Corey's interaction with eric is like especially in this episode it's like is this what's going to happen to me will i be eric in the future
1: well what i like about this um is that it really shows their kind of disconnect as brothers, too. They're they're not really on the same wavelength in this season or maybe even the next season. It's not until Corey um, has his relationship with Topanga that his relationship with Eric improves, funny enough.
0: Yeah, it was actually um, a little bit earlier in the episode. We didn't point it out, but I did make a note that when Eric is talking about getting the signature from the Lamborghini girl... Corey says, I feel like we're growing apart. And it's, it's uh, again, it's a, a little joke about these are two different, they're in the same household, but they are in two different worlds.
1: You know what also seems strange? Um, Corey seems, and again, I don't, I mean, we have that theory of the episodes kind of being shown out of order, but it seems that Corey was completely unaffected by his kiss with Topanga. Like, it doesn't seem like it sparked any kind of interest in girls at all. Like, he had this really kind of, like, big first kiss moment and again it's been nothing but baseball ever since
0: yeah i mean they're kind of shot out of order but at the exact same time i think i think it's supposed to be played that Corey had his first kiss but it was just it was it was without feelings
1: you know what i mean yeah maybe he just wasn't able to appreciate it i don't know i just i it seemed in that moment that they were kind of playing with this whole idea of like a boy's like first kind of you know thing with a girl and I, it just seemed to work really well so I get maybe I'm just impatient to to get some more of that. I
0: think a I think you are impatient and <laughs>
1: B I think it also has to
0: deal with the fact that let's think about it like Topanga said it was her first kiss too so in my mind Topanga kissed Corey and it's probably way more significant to her Topanga probably really like harps on that moment but for Corey Topanga kissed him
1: so you yeah. know what I mean, and boys are girls mature faster than boys. So I think yeah, she's still the weird girl to him. I guess that's true. She yeah. he he did act weird the entire time. Um, also she hasn't been around. Apparently she hasn't been even in class. Yeah, happened,
0: she she's so. been out sick uh, <laughs> or, or whatever. But anyway, so this is when Eric says that he has much more on his mind besides girl. But of course, this is all just a setup for when he gets to see Feeny's niece.
1: And, I, and I'll say this, too. This was a really lame joke. Because he's like, I have way more on my mind than just girls. And he looks out, sees a girl, and goes, girl, girl, girl. It's a <laughs> lame joke, but Will L is funny. Like, I was say you said
0: lame. I enjoyed Will Ferrell.
1: Yeah. No, he, he was able to make that joke work when I felt that the Eric from, like, episode two, I wouldn't expect that of him.
0: Yeah, but he's just like, girl, girl, pretty girl, pretty girl. And
1: it's just like the way that Eric is.
0: Again, I think it's also because we know where eric goes and this is our first little insight into the manic humor that will L brings
1: to eric's character. yeah his his natural like jim carrey-esque energy i love exactly. it exactly
0: but this is carrie <laughs> russell um carrie is...
1: russell can we just stop and like give a moment of silence to <laughs> to That hair, that beautiful Carrie Russell hair.
0: She has it back now, but, yo, I mean, I don't think anyone got a haircut as big as Felicity's. I mean, like, the Rachel was about a haircut, but Felicity getting her hair cut, like, traumatized a generation.
1: Well, it's funny that you refer to her as Felicity because I actually know her way more from Mickey Mouse Club and Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. (laughs) You know what, TC? I, I expected
0: nothing less from you. <laughs> but all right. Yeah. So Eric goes back. Uh, he's like, "He this needs to be perfect. He, he goes and runs to get Morgan so she can say her little line. And they, they go outside. They say the line. It's rehearsed. And... Um, as, as Morgan comes out, she's just like, a, this is my brother, Eric, and he's very shy. And she says it in a very cute way and feels like, you can't be buying this. Um,
1: and She but totally if, does. Yeah, she is. She eats, the, she eats it up.
0: Yeah. And I like, you know, it's it's really funny because I think in this moment, especially if you are a teenage girl, this is this is impressive. As an older adult, I'd be like, a, oh, dude, you're laying it on dick. But I think this is cute for teenagers. all right i just love you you're just so much like a i'm in like
1: a romantic comedy-esque way and you're just like a uh, you know let's just i think it's kind of creepy if i'm being honest i think it's kind of creepy but i don't have a little sister so whatever i mean you think think it's creepy what what makes you think? because i don't understand what the end goal is exactly that he wants his sister to participate in
0: he wants his sister to get girls attention again at least in my mind like you're right we live in 2017 this could be a completely different storyline
1: now but it's not even maybe it's not even that i guess it's like him using a woman to get another woman that makes it that's weird Ah, but I feel
0: like again, and this is why I kind of brought it out earlier. It's the same thing as like using a puppy. You know, it's just like a, the guys who like borrow someone's dog and go to the park.
1: I mean, I'm can not- I just say that if Morgan was a puppy, the show would be so much better? <laughs> oh, dude! You know, I kind of. Don't disagree with you. <laughs> There's no other, like, honestly, a puppy could be doing everything that Morgan's doing and it would work this way. Oh my same. god, if it was a
0: talking dog, that would change the show, but I, <gasps> I would love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: Okay, uh, anyway, Morgan says, but um, Morgan also says that Eric is taking her to the carnival today. And I love it because Feeney points out, and you're right, this is where Feeney and Eric get in really good. Feeney points out that uh, Eric's little parent has learned some new words because he realizes that Eric's plan is going off the rails.
1: Well, what I will say about Morgan is that she is smart. Too oh, yeah. smart for someone her age, but she is smart. So it, it's, it's one of those things where you've seen her kind of make these really witty comments in the past to where... Her coming up with something like that on the spot doesn't seem out of place.
0: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. She's really intelligent. And she even goes, uh, would you like to come with us? And so Morgan's found a way to get what she wants and get Eric what he wants. And Morgan's
1: kind of a great wingman, right? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. So you were like all against Morgan being. Yo, you know what? I, I Maybe up until this episode, I felt like she didn't really serve a purpose, but you're right. Like, almost immediately, I was proven wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um,
0: and we get this little bit between Eric, where he invites Jessica, and she says that she'll only go if her uncle Feeney approves, and Feeney says it would be polite if he extended an invitation to the uncle, uh, which, of course, Eric doesn't
1: want to do, but he does, and... I actually think it's really funny the way he asks, because he does that thing where he talks while smiling, and yeah. he, I don't know, he does a really funny, uh, uh, he's really great at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Will, will Fernell's great in this episode.
0: He's great in this episode, and I will say that this interaction, we we kind of skipped over it, but when Eric first went, he jumped, he hopped over the fence. He yeah. hopped
1: over the fence, uh, literally, and was like,
0: "Hey, Mr. Freed, can I help you with anything?" And it was just like, a- and his
1: physical comedy is so great. And obviously, we learn that later on. But like now, I'm like, "Yo, let's get more of that physical comedy in this," because that's where he's he's shining
0: yeah exactly alright so after they go off to the carnival um, we get back to the kitchen and Amy and Corey are surrounded by muffins
1: uh, they've clearly been baking what like- do you mean by surrounded by muffins do you I mean, mean that there's a comical amount of muffins <laughs> yeah, on like- every surface of the kitchen I wrote this note and I was like
0: is there like a bake sale coming up or something because otherwise you were wasting food if you're not giving these to like a homeless shelter or selling them for a dollar a buck then what this- was
1: Amy's endgame and just exactly. having them cook like a thousand muffins it just it it. I don't know what she was thinking <laughs> this is my whole point it's just like a, there's
0: no reason for him to be baking this many muffins y'all couldn't switch it up to uh,
1: like a casserole or something make dinner my beef with this is that Amy's like you know what grandma didn't show up Amy's like I'm gonna distract Corey with this muffin stuff because I know how much he loves to bake um. So it will distract him from the grandma coming. Why doesn't Amy just take Corey to get the baseball card signed? Why? Why good. are they doing this?
0: That's. I mean, you're right. Actually, Eric has Morgan. There's no reason why. But do you think it's like she just?
1: Alan's on in a, on a, on the camping trip with Sean right now. Fishing trip. Fishing.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So
1: there's. It's only her and Corey. Why doesn't she take him? That's a very good question. Also, why did the grandma leave at all? She was there yesterday. Why didn't she spend the night? She I mean, Winnebago, she would uh, jump at the chance to take a hot shower. Like, it doesn't make sense for her to have is, left at all.
0: You are right on this. Uh, the, and this I is will, where you, the episode falls for this me. Is where, by the this way. is where it falls. No, you're not wrong. This is where I think you could really pull at the strings of this episode because there are lots of things that just don't make sense. And I didn't think about the fact that Amy could have just taken Corey, but she definitely could have.
1: Yeah, and just this whole thing of just like, where's grandma? Where's grandma? I was like, yeah, where is she? Because there's no reason for her to have left to begin with. I don't know. There's just – at this moment is where the questions start coming up. Yeah, well, like, Corey you know,
0: goes, know. is she lost? Um, Which it's like – there, again, there are several things we could have gone – if they would have killed off grandma, that would have even made some sense. Which, you know what I mean, in the
1: alternative storyline that we've created, grandma <laughs> does die at this point, and then Corey learns a hard lesson about death.
0: You know, honestly, that would have been, like, a good thing. But I think, you know, I think the lesson we learned from this isn't bad. But,
1: I mean... It's the alternative ending, guys. Yeah, yes. we're not there yet.
0: All right, so, Corey says that, like, they should call the police... Uh, and then Amy is like, she's known his grandmother for a while and he should, he should know something about her right now. Uh, and then this is when Corey goes, he knows that she would not show up unless she had a good reason. But then at the, as soon as he says that, he goes, she's not coming, is she? Um, and yeah, this is like, what do you even make of that scene it's like a those are two conflicting sentences it's like a
1: do you think he said that and then he the the, the grandmother's a conflicting character like she doesn't make sense like i don't know this whole because there's so many sloppy holes and like i don't know why she's not there to begin with she doesn't even give a reason later on
0: yeah and you know i think i think if we're looking at it from a story point of view um you're right but I also think that I know people like this in life, so I just was like, oh yeah, this told him, this grandmother makes
1: sense, this storyline makes sense. Well, um, and I, I do think it's, it's charming the way Corey doesn't want to think badly about his grandma. He's like, you know what? I know that if she didn't come, it was for a very good reason, because grandma loves me, and you know, all those things, and even though he wants to kind of say this and, and believe that she's going to show up, I mean, after so many muffins, you have to think... <laughs> This lady's <laughs> gone. Like, <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, he does. He just is like, she's not coming, is she? And, and he's kind of sad. But in the next scene, um, he was like, I don't even care about the road trip anymore. Um, and Amy suggests that he calls Sean. And this is when Sean calls. So she does decide to like take Sean and Corey Bowling. She's like, all right, we've waited around long enough. Uh, let's do something else. And when Corey does call Sean, Sean's mother answers, which means she's still there.
1: And, Not really uh, to his mom either. We'll later find out. <laughs> you know what? Sorry. spoiler jar. will put it in the jar. I'll put it in the
0: jar. <laughs> that is two. You got
1: two in an episode. Dude. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm done.
0: Don <laughs> is uh, off fishing with Alan, which I was going to point out that I thought it was great that Alan was taking Sean anyway on a fishing trip. <laughs> In the beginning, and now we see that even though Corey's plans changed, Alan stayed true to his promise to Sean.
1: And again, also begs the question, where's Sean's dad?
0: Yeah, we've heard a lot about Sean's mom uh, over the last couple of episodes. But Sean's dad's just, I mean, we haven't heard much, but they are kind of laying the groundwork. Because, uh, yeah, this isn't a father-son trip with Sean's dad as well. Alan took... Uh, Sean on this fishing trip.
1: And you know what's interesting? I think that what that's what makes Sean the best friend more than anything else we've seen thus far is even within their interactions with each other or at school. The fact that Sean went with Alan makes me believe, oh, Sean grew up with Corey. Yeah. I mean, Alan thinks of him just like a son. Like, that's, that's the vibe I got, which maybe is what they wanted. Um, yeah. I don't know. I thought, it, I thought it worked. I didn't really question it too much.
0: It's one of those things where it's like, a, it kind of puts... Corey's uh, actions into perspective he bailed on Alan without thinking twice so I think he kind of understands that yeah something happened with his grandmother and she you know she may have forgotten but it wasn't intentional and then from there we get the scene of him hanging out in the treehouse, and we all get to see Eric and Morgan come back from the carnival uh with Jessica of course played by Felicity um and we can tell at this point in time, Morgan's gone full rogue. She's using her powers for nothing but self-interest. Which it I found- seems
1: like she she's just been annoying Eric and spending every dollar he has all day long. They said that they played skee-ball
0: for four hours so he could get a stuffed giraffe.
1: I'm like, no. Four hours? The answer to that is no. <laughs> yeah, that's not even like... Like, you're just wasting our day at that point. Exactly. Like, you're not impressing anyone.
0: Exactly, but he thought that he was impressing her, and...
1: Yo, if Carrie <laughs> Russell legit watched this douchebag play uh, this game for four hours and was still like, yo, let's go make out, yo, marry that girl. What are you yeah. even doing?
0: Well, she says you could tell a lot about a guy by the way he treats his sister, um, you know, which,
1: which I think is really you know she's i can't believe she's falling for this honestly like to me it it seems like she must be really into eric like yeah that's that's what i was like she's not
0: falling for this eric's cute eric is a cute boy and she's with her uncle and this is
1: gets her out of the house
0: so i think she's just she's just down to make out i'm sure she's
1: just glad to not be hanging out with feeney and his like you know garden or whatever she would be doing exactly feeney
0: yeah when we meet her she was getting a tour of feeney's garden she is really happy to
1: spend the rest of her day with Eric. And again, Eric's not bad looking. He like, oh no no no, Eric's a very good looking uh, young man in this season. I I I mean, he, I can see why there's the attraction there. Um, exactly. But that why doesn't he have the confidence to go along with that is the question because he thinks of himself and treats himself as if he's this nerd. And obviously he doesn't appear that way.
0: Well, I think he's just like an everyman. Like I think he's kind of like Corey, but like again, older, where he's like, he's not the most popular kid in school. Um but he's, he's celery. Not, he's not yeah, he's celery. <laughs> he's celery. Got it. He's celery, yeah. But so when you I mean, again, Heather from last week was like amazing. And we get Heather who? Uh, you mean Nick. Heather pops? who at this point? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Heather's we gone. We heard of Heather's name in multiple episodes, and then all of a sudden Feeney has a niece, and it's like, yo, forget Heather. Let me see what's going on with this chick.
0: But you pointed out the last episode that Heather kind of was, like, treated really badly. Um, yeah, I didn't
1: like the way Eric was with Heather. You know what? She probably wasn't the one.
0: I, I was going say, neither did Heather. She moved on. Better pastures. Good for her. Yeah, Definitely. good for you, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway she she points out that uh sorry Eric's like she's adorable and uh this one Jessica's like she's not the only one and uh we get a a little lip action
1: yeah they they make out and um, is Morgan there at this point I don't remember
0: no they they sent Morgan away I don't know she had a giraffe she's fine
1: oh yeah of course yeah she's... but this is the
0: point like I, kind of what we were saying she goes um I didn't know I didn't have to work so hard and she said who said you had to work at all? Which again points out that Yo, she is DTF.
1: Oh she yeah, is she was that trying for it. to get it. <laughs> <laughs> and when um, she said that, I was just like Oh, then why did you even go along with this whole day? You could have had a completely different afternoon if but that's I think what your we, was. I think
0: we kind of solved it earlier in our conversation by being like, She wanted to get out of Feeney's house. Like again, it's like uh, what other excuse? Yeah. Eric came over, and gave her a perfect excuse of leaving. Uh you know
1: what I mean? Well, and then she was also oh no, no, no I guess Feeny was the one who said you should invite me, because she didn't say you should invite Feeney. Yeah, no, no. She
0: was like, I can only do it if Feeney says I should do it oh
1: okay all right all right
0: exactly so anyway alan returns with sean and uh they've officially killed the mood after eric gets a little lip action and this is when Corey also says that he was in the treehouse and saw it and he's been up there long enough to see them
1: swap spit with a feeny which I thought was just a real harsh thing to say. Like, Jesus, like this this guy's your neighbor. Like, he's super kind. Like, yeah,
0: yeah he, Corey's like 11, Remember, he's like 11, 13 at this this point in time. To him, girls are still icky, and she's still a feeny.
1: Swap spit with a feeney. That's <laughs> you,
0: you pointed out that according to Corey, Feeny's like always trying like scheming against. Corey, in his mind. I
1: guess so. It's like kind of like uh, sleeping with the enemy. Exactly. Exactly. It's, more, it's, more of it. it's not so much that she's gross; it's just that she's uh, a Montague. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so anyway, she says good night to all the boys, and all the boys are like enchanted by Jessica, and they're just like, "Oh."
1: Even Alan, which was I did not like.
0: You know. I don't. I'm not condoning again. After everything that's been out this year, I am not condoning. Did you
1: feel it. that at all, or is it just me? Maybe I'm just being really sensitive because of the news and everything. Again, but like did I you said, that at all when Alan was like, hmm, to Carrie Russell, I was like, really? "I think it's
0: something to where we just pointed out that Al, that Eric is a very attractive young boy. It is no denying that Felicity is a very attractive young woman. If Alan had like asked him how it was and like uh, been a little bit more creepy than I'd be on your team but I feel like Alan's just like
1: he's I don't think that Alan's a bad guy I just thought it was a weird comment for him to make I was just like oh why Alan I mean I don't know you <laughs> it what think are you doing like, <laughs> we're, we're clouded by the news like everything. yeah, yeah just like, sorry guys sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been a tough month guys <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's been a tough year <laughs> uh yeah he goes uh why are you back Alan points out that Corey should should be with his grandmother. And Corey points out that she never showed up. Um, that's bad. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and they enter the kitchen and Alan tells their, uh, you know, he's like, she's my own mother. I know what this is like. Um, it's like, and Corey's like, what? He's like, pick a category. And then that's when they pick rocket ships. And Alan goes into this little thing about how, His mom forgot the permission slip, and he wasn't able to go on this trip that everyone was going to. But to make it up uh, to him, she put him in a car in the middle of the night and drove to Cape Canaveral.
1: To watch, I believe it was like one of the first launches. Yeah, exactly. Like the first launch.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what, uh, he says. This is kind of like the space station or I I don't, I don't remember the exact one, but this is like a huge deal. No one else, uh, in his class is even there.
1: Well, what he says is, he's like, you know, your my, your grandma shows love in a lot of other different ways. And, you know, this is how she she did this for me. And I remember in that moment feeling so much love for my, for my mom because while everyone else in America was watching their television sets and I was there and I was watching The Rocket, you know, my mom was watching me. And I knew at that moment that she loves me. She just loves me in her own way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, very similar, as you pointed out, to uh alan waking Corey up for the no
1: hitter you know yeah it was like episode three or whatever that was yeah
0: exactly so it's like uh learning the different languages of love um and and
1: it's interesting because they have that scene in a few episodes earlier where alan essentially does the same thing it kind of makes this seem really consistent like oh alan learned this love language from his mom because that was her love language, and Corey's learning about different love languages, and it's just a really like advanced kind of high-level idea to put into a kid's show.
0: Yeah, no, honestly, I mean, the thing about Boy Meets World is it's all about those high concepts.
1: <laughs> but uh um, simplifying them and making them so that kids can understand them. Absolutely. That's why the show is. We're still talking about it. Exactly. Um, but that leads us
0: to grandma showing up and she, she here. This is the thing that I will say. It's like, a we hear the Luke Cucaracha and then like seconds later. She's at the back door. And I was like, "Where? Like, what kind of voodoo magic is it where you honk your car and then immediately she is like a genie. In that." Well, <laughs> evidently
1: she parked in Feeney's lawn. So that's why she was able to be at the door so fast.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, and she was like, she has an excuse. She does have an excuse, but we don't get to hear it because Corey's like, you know what? Save it. It's fine um i would
1: i would honestly as the viewer really would like to have heard what the (laughs) excuse was for why she was there yesterday up until at least dinner time and then just vanished
0: exactly but then eric before that could even happen eric runs in and he's like if anyone asks i've been in my room for the last 20 minutes Uh, what
1: was he doing in his room for 20 minutes
0: i think the a he wasn't in his room that's kind of like the whole thing he wasn't
1: he was oh, I know he was he was with felicity. I was just I'm I, you know what? you do you, Eric. get yours.
0: again, they are making out their teenagers. What would you I, not necessarily what I would do now in twenty minutes, but I think teenagers they,
1: they you know a little a little make out action. I guess I guess you know what, watching this as an adult really kind of just changes my perspective because these are babies. oh, yeah, they're like children. Eric's be saying that he's a sophomore. I'm just like. Wow! Like, that think about how young that is. Like, that is. at the time, you feel like you're an adult, but like, I'm I'm 30, or about to turn 30, and I'm watching this, and I'm just like, look at this kid, like train his sister to get him some girls, like I, I like what? Like, I don't know. It's exactly so weird now. But see,
0: I I agree with you, but I'm able to remember what it was like at that time. And you're right. You think you're an adult. You think that you understand what you're doing um and it's for me i know for a lot of other people it wasn't but for me it was very innocent but you thought you were doing wrong things you know what i mean and it definitely like yeah yeah
1: well that seems to be the case with with all the kids on the show like no one ever does anything with any kind of malice it's all uh you know innocent intentions yeah um but from there from
0: there feeney comes in and kind of points out that he would like uh Alan to keep his children on his side of the fence, <laughs> and we get yeah. like a, a hint of where Eric was and why he he came in and needed an alibi, uh, which of course Alan gives. And Bernice, sorry, Bernice kind of comes up and says that she can completely validate for Eric. And Bernice like,
1: is the name of the grandmother, which yeah. I don't think we've said before. I just want to make that clear for the our listeners.
0: Yeah, exactly, grandma. And then that's when Phoebe's like, "Uh, you just showed up." Like, five minutes ago.
1: <laughs> well, I, I thought it was a, a pretty natural solution to have those two have some interaction at some point. Because yeah. her sass combined with his manners, I it just seems like there's a, there's natural humor there. I
0: honestly will say I wanted to see more of that. Like, I, yeah. I was expecting, and I would have loved to see a storyline of, like, Feeney and Grandma dating,
1: or, like, something like Do that. Do you, I don't know if... He- you remember that uh, not to go off <laughs> that episode of like fresh Prince where they try to hook up the grandma with like some butler that was like down the street or something like that's what i kind of thought like would happen in like three episodes from now like grandma would come back and there would be like this situation where they try to set her up with feeny and that they're they don't work but somehow they do work and it's comedic and yeah you know, yeah because of it.
0: yeah like this there's little scene where corey's like don't you just love her Because, yeah, first of all, Corey's like, not Corey, Feeny's like, who is that woman? Like, who is she? (laughs) Which, again, a very good point to make because they've had no interaction and she's never around. And that's when... Corey says that she's my grandmother and uh don't you just love her and Feeney's like you know what I don't because <laughs> she's no she's going Which, from-
1: again sets up a pretty great little romantic storyline exactly the them. missed
0: opportunity uh, again God. with all the fan fiction we're writing I you know I think we have a, a few more seasons we could crank out of this
1: well I mean in my version the grandma didn't survive <laughs> the night so a different storyline there but all
0: right and that is our episode now i will say um a few things one we get a little epilogue and it's Corey and sean are up in his room and Corey says that his grant he shows sean the cow ripkin card and is like oh yeah my grandmother got it for like seven dollars and sean's like no this card is easily worth 150 dollars Which brings us back to she also said that she shot a man in Reno and Sean's like, is that like who do you believe? Which which is true. I a
1: hundred percent believe that Corey's grandmother is capable of murder. That's the only reason that explains that she can just vanish for hours at the time and not give people any explanations as to where she was. She's creating alibis. <laughs> that's all she's doing.
0: And that's the whole thing. It's like it kind of leaves it up in the air for us. And it's just it's really
1: funny because yeah, I don't know. Based on everything we know and learn about. If- If there were a D storyline that followed the grandmother's day of what happened, I'm sure it would be like a Breaking Bad episode. Just like all these crazy things happened. She does have the Winnebago.
0: She has it. (laughs) Grandma was making meth. She just, you know, all these things pan out.
1: They really do. (laughs) <laughs> yeah otherwise how would she get her hand on all these like random objects honestly because when you deal with drugs you get into a lot of knickknacks I don't I know I love
0: this theory that grandma was going full breaking bad in her trailer we never see the inside of this Winnebago so it's completely yep she was in she how would she in, afford any of this she was in Mexico not too long ago grandma was yep grandma's yep. out there breaking it, the- it adds up guys <laughs> it adds up I like like it so anyway that was our episode and now on to our
1: feeny taught me uh did anyone learn anything in this episode other yes. than that the grandma kind of sucks sometimes and it's still love all like, right that's, so that's it
0: my lesson from this episode and i don't i think it's we we talked about it a little bit which is that uh there are different ways of showing love and people can love you and not be reliable um that's kind of like because again it's not just with the grandma cory bails on alan um and they the, we get that kind of reflection uh in his
1: behavior yeah yeah i mean that's definitely the lesson it's not a very good lesson i i i guess it's not a feel-good lesson but i guess it's a lesson that you have to learn at some point yeah uh, i think I it's my thing was is that it really felt like Corey's storyline with the grandma wasn't even the main storyline of this episode. Like the episode concludes really when Eric comes back with the date. So that's, that's what makes me feel as if. Yeah. You you wrote, and I,
0: I kind of uh, can see it. You were like, is Corey's storyline, even the B storyline? And based on everything that we have, I would, I think you could argue that Eric is given more prominence in this episode.
1: Well, yeah, it just seems like Eric, Um, he is the one who's having more interactions. He's the one who's having all of the comedic scenes. It seems like Corey is just the filler in between the story that's going on with Eric because Corey's story isn't really a story. It's just waiting around. That's true. And then also Eric is
0: the one who actually uh gets to see grandma first. He has, I think Eric is the star of this episode. Both in yeah, both. so
1: again, when it comes to the lesson of just, like, what what did Feeney teach me, or who who taught what lesson, I, I'm really kind of confused. Yeah, it could be that, you know, love has these different languages, but, I mean, he, he, you know what? I'll take it back. Corey does learn that, because at the end, he's like, you know what, Grandma? It's fine. I know you love me. It doesn't matter. So that is something that Corey learns. I will before. say... And
0: I'm just pulling out straws here, but they did Corey learning this lesson kind of like they did with Alan and the grocery store. And it was just that Corey just accepts it. You know, once Corey's learned the lesson or he's kind of seen a parallel and the person comes back, the adult comes back and wants to apologize. Corey's like, you're fine. Don't even worry about it. I got it. I got what I was supposed to learn from it.
1: Just do, do you, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah I mean, it you know, let's just move on to the grading because I guess that's where a lot of my comments are gonna come out.
0: <laughs> Alright, so what grade did you give this episode?
1: Yo, I gave this episode a D and I stand by it and I know you disagree and I, I totally I know, disagree. Oh man.
0: Totally disagree. All
1: right, let's talk about this for let's talk it out. Let's yeah, let's talk go. It out. Let's go. My problems with these episodes are threefold. Go One, for it. the grandma disappears for no reason. Yes. Two, Amy could have solved all of this just by being a better mom. <laughs> and three, I felt like Corey's storyline was super weak and didn't really—I don't know. I just—I felt like this episode was just kind of sloppy all in all. But again, it's not that it's a bad episode. It's just of the Boy Meets World, you know, universe. This is definitely like like if we were to li- like literally list all these episodes from one to however many they have this would definitely be in like the first chunk right like it wouldn't be dude, in that episode do you that... not
0: remember killer bees like do you well, not dude, that's Kill what B's? i mean like
1: it's it was better than killer bees but yeah like by like that this much maybe no, like i, don't, I disagree uh... i mean but all right tell me tell me why you disagree i'm going I, off I, of,
0: i'm going off chemistry i'm going off of the fact that eric really shines in this episode if you're going off of just cory's storyline yeah this episode doesn't do that great but eric
1: what are are you grading this episode oh i have a b for this episode a b a b a (laughs) b but again what is an what
0: is an a to you (laughs) well we've topanga the topanga episode is an a to me because like bruh but no, no 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 but here's the thing I completely see your point. I just don't think it's worth a D. To me, Killer B was a D. And I would, I, mean, I, like would, a, I would maybe like I might settle
1: for a, a, say a C. C. Yeah, let's like let's a compromise. compromise and say C. <laughs> Like, A, like, I think of, like, Topanga, I think. And then there, then there was Sean, Long Walk to Pittsburgh. Like, those are A episodes. To put this as a B episode, I'm like, whoa, there's tons of middle ground between the, those but episodes. And this, this is,
0: you want to know why? And this is a classic thing for you and I, is I grade on what we've seen so far. You grade on the entire Encyclopedia. I can't forget it. I'm sorry. (laughs)
1: I can't just forget it. And it's just. And maybe you're right. Of the episodes we've seen so far, it's just that for us, the way we're doing the grading system is that at at the end of every season, we're going to give the whole season a grade and compare that season's grade (laughs) that season's grade to the next season's grade until we can grade all the seasons. Yeah. If we're giving out Bs. Episodes like this, that means at hey, the end of it, season I'm one giving, could be just as good as season
0: four, which I'm is not going good be You gave it a D, which means it averages out to a C, which will completely reflect at the end of the episode.
1: And um, you know what? I think a C is a fair grade. All right, I really do think There it's we go. For all
0: of you who waded through that with us, thank
1: you. <laughs> oh man. I just, yeah, I just I, I didn't like this episode as much as I wanted to like it. So yeah, but yeah, for mean, you know,
0: honestly, and I think I we've definitely shown a light on a lot of the problems. Uh, I would definitely mark it down to a B minus. But as we said, total grade is going to be a C. So mark that down. Thank you guys so much for being patient with us. Mark
1: it down for those who are keeping track of our grading system. Exactly. <laughs> and
0: um, yeah, thank you so much for doing this episode with us. We have more episodes coming out. We have more to do make sure you check us out on instagram and facebook and twitter all under bra meets
1: world just type bra meets world in literally any search engine dude we'll yeah pretty up. much you'll find it we're, we're
0: on all of the places um, make sure you listen to us on um soundcloud stitcher and itunes um you can however
1: you're listening to us now just
0: keep it up (laughs) yeah just do that do some more of that um (laughs) keep keep it up rate us as well by the way and give us feedback we want to hear from you um you can hear more from me at extra siege um that's x-t-r-a-c-e-e-j um on twitter and tz what's going on with you
1: um, well, um, as you all know, I have been keeping up with my Twitter account. Anna Kendrick retweets are at Anna Kendrick RT. Um, I do just retweet what she tweets, but you know, it works. Um, and yeah, you know what? I, I do want to give a shout out plug to Danielle Fisher's Instagram. I don't have the handle, but you know how to use the search engine. Guys. <laughs> she's great. And she's still like such a ray of sunshine on Instagram that I love following her. And yeah, her answer stories are awesome. She's wonderful. So yeah, go follow go follow Danielle. All right, you guys,
0: thank you so much. Remember to dream, try and do good. Later, bruh. Dream,
1: try and do good. Later, bruh.